Sometimes you kick, sometimes you get kicked. I'm just going to try to just, just keep making gone. that noise. No, that's it. I'm just trying to get it out of the way. There it we go. It sounds like get you're castrating a parakeet. Poor, poor parakeet. Welcome to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast, the only podcast to combine the subjects of gaming, tech, media, and puppets for no easily explainable reason. It's is September 22nd, 2023. You are the internet. I am Kevin Blades. My pronouns are he, him, and this is episode 18 of Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast. Joining me are my co-hosts. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh-oh. His pronouns. I know. Hey, we're just going. We're just going. What's wrong with it? It's fine. His pronouns are he, him. It's Jamie, a.k.a. Scumboy. Good evening. And his pronouns are he, him. It's Andrew, a.k.a. Bad Phantom. Hi, everybody. So, those of you who are joining us live know this, and those of you who are watching on the VOD know this, but those of you who are listening to the regular podcast may not know this, we are currently live streaming. It's true. So, if you actually want to see what this looks like, you can go to the YouTube channel, it'll be archived automatically on YouTube, it'll also be archived on Twitch, but only for two weeks, and then it goes away. So, it will be archived for in perpetuity. Mm. Yes, on, forever. On the YouTube. We're, uh, so, yeah, you could go back and... We're being held hostage by Orlock. It's true. And, and of course, Count Orlock is in the foreground here. So, uh, yeah, we're, this is it, because it's a special occasion, we got stuff, so it was my birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm wearing my birthday suit. This is what, if you're only listening oh to the Kevin regular podcast, this. it's true. You miss, you miss, I got, I, I actually ironed clothing. I know. So I, I, this <laughs> is, not me. <laughs> so, you know, hey, any excuse to wear a tie. That's, that's fair. You know, uh, so yeah. Several hours ago, this was folded in a, a drawer. It was, <laughs> it was quite pristine. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to break out the, the uh, Fraggle Rock. Uh, we got the fraggle. We, we used to do an old thing on the old podcast called T-shirt, t-shirt check because we all owned a ridiculous number of uh, of very nerdy shirts. Like, What's your nerd cool ass T-shirts? Yeah. Um, so we used to we used to talk. I can't about play our that game anymore. Nope. Well, no, you're you you now have a drip check because you uh, <laughs> you, you you go hard on the fashion. <laughs> uh, but Andrew's wearing a Commodore sixty four shirt, and I believe he is uh, calling me out because I spent my weekend at a retro computer festival. Nice. Okay, I'm not. That's hardly a call out. You're, I mean, you're, if anything, I'm proudly repping. Now, I can say. I owned a Commodore 64 when Commodore 64s were released, un- unleashed upon the populace. I still own so a I Commodore still, 64. But, <laughs> but you were barely alive when they were released, I think. Were, would, you, you? would you like to gamble on that? I thought you. Are you oh, thinking no. of the VIC 20? No, I guess it was. They're not They're usually this kind Barely 82. Okay. And I was well alive. Okay, I was fair enough. not sentient. <laughs> okay, okay. But there's that. I was four. I okay. will defend. I was alive. You didn't own one. We owned one. Your family owned one. Uh, 1983, we got one, and I spent all my time playing Pac-Man on it. Technically, I, I guess it was mine and my brother's, yeah. but it was mine, really. So, um, but anyway, I, I spent last weekend at the World of Retro Computing in Kitchener, Ontario, uh, representing uh, my coworkers' side business, uh, Retro Rewind, and I saw a lot of Commodore sixty fours. There was a Commodore sixty four C that we ran diagnostics on as a demo. We had a one twenty eight D, the desktop version. Uh, oh, I will. Play. I will one thousand percent 
give you all the credit in the world. You you've gone far more into the world of C sixty four than I ever did. Mm. I my parents bought me the uh, the actual manual, like because you could get just the guide, which was thinner, and then you could get the full size mm-hmm. programmer's basic, manual, basic manual, and and they bought me that, hoping yeah. that hoping praying that I would actually do something other than play games with the Commodore. <laughs> Never <laughs> happened. Yeah. Never happened. So I feel guilty. That would be a very different direction if I had. So I spent my weekend around machines that were 35 plus years old. And Mm. then I went and saw a band (laughs) that their first album came out 35 years ago. Mm. We are uh, so yesterday. So I saw Godflesh play uh, live and it was quite choice. Mm. Very good. It was been a very good um, um, week for uh, old experiences Mm. in new places. That's a that's a thing. Yeah, is that a segue? Yeah. Are you trying to set me up for something? Because no. I'm not picking up what you're laying down. No, I was so, just okay. I was just kind of trying to wrap up my whole uh, personal right. experience that's here. I, I was a um I was a TI ninety nine four A guy, and I wanted a C sixty four, but I couldn't afford a C sixty four. I ended up with a Vic twenty, which was the 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 younger sibling of the C sixty four. Fun fact: the Vic twenty is why the C sixty four is so slow on the disk drive. Because they had to maintain compatibility. I feel compatibility. to apologize now. It's your fault. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, Indies Keep says he wasn't alive yet, but they had a Commodore 64 and an Atari. We had a 2600. Mm-hmm. And we played uh, a lot of Warlord because it was a four-player yeah. paddle game. Oh, yeah. And um, I played a lot of Breakout on this uh, the 2600. Mm. And um, uh, our favorite on the C64, Impossible Mission. Oh, God, yes. Stay a while. Stay forever. Destroy him, my robots. The actual voices. Uh, You know what? That was a bug. They they found they could uh, modulate the noise channel on the SID chip to make it sound like words. They could take words... Turn it into a sine wave. Did that thing just speak? And run it through the SID chip. It was a bug in the implementation of the noise channel that let them do voice samples. That's incredible. Nice. And it was that. just people hacked it together and uh, and put it in games like Ghostbusters with the uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> and, of course, Neuromancer. Yes. Terrifying. With Absolutely terrifying. some things never change. With the Devo sample. Um... Yeah, uh, I spent a lot of time around old computers. I always get, uh, always get a little nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try, welcome, try not to lose myself into the nostalgia, but occasionally it's like you read the show notes because I already put we are living on video '80s references. There you go. <laughs> so we don't even need to change the show notes now. That's There's, right. Nothing needs to be added. All right, I think that will do it for the intro. I think so. Uh, we're going to take an actual break, and we will be back with the puppet pit. You have entered an alternate dimension. A dimension of fleece and fur, of foam and industrial adhesives. So I hope you have good ventilation. A signpost up ahead. Watch your step. You have just stumbled into the Puppet Pit. Welcome to the Puppet Pit, where we talk about the puppet side of Operation Puppet for the last two weeks. So, it's been spooky season. Puppets! I don't know if you've heard, but there's this thing called Halloween. Look. Oh. Spooky season starts October first. No, 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 now, wrong. As 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 a creator, I appreciate that you have to get into this 
at an earlier also, point. You've known me for a long time. Uh, you've been to our look around you. I, I look, I, yeah, but <laughs> you it's know, always spooky. You know what we here. say. Every day is Halloween. Every day is Halloween. <sighs> you people make me sick. Please. You're in the wrong house. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, I've been focusing on doing, of course, the, the Halloween builds for the shop and a very special build. Those of you who've joined us for the build streams knows all about this or have looked at the pictures on the internet that I post from time to time know all about the Nosferatu. So I normally do uh, themed smalls for the shop that are like, you know, monsters or, you know, something, something Halloween-y. Um, but since I've been doing these human characters, who, the humans, Human. As, as christened by uh, Scarlet, shout out Scarlet. Shout out Scarlet. Not only, not only in the live stream, but also spamming links. As, yes. as, as they should. Yep. Thank you very much. Um, so uh, I've been doing these new human characters and I went, you know, I want to do... Like a uh, uh, Halloween themed one of them. So the first one was, of course, the the Frankenstein monster that we, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, you know, hmm. I really liked how that turned out. I want to do more like this. So then I started like, well, what if I did a Nosferatu? And I've done a Nosferatu previously for Jamie, of course, and that one turned out quite good. But I want to do something different uh, stylistically. And the nice thing about Nosferatu, of course, is that you can, there's a lot of room to like interpret that in different ways. So mm-hmm. I went, okay, I'm going to do another Nosferatu. Cause I just, Nosferatu is one of my favorite monsters anyway. So of course I'm just going to do my, my favorite thing. Uh, and then I wanted to do like, I thought, okay, so I've done a kind of round head. That's the, the one I did for Jamie was a yeah. round head. So I want to do like an egg head. Cause of course it's, you know, Count Orlok's got yes. this, this big chrome dome. So of course. So then I started going, well, hang on. I don't. I know we didn't have an egghead pattern, so we talked about me patterning up the egghead thing on the last stream. Mm-hmm. So that's what I ended up doing, and that's what has gone into the Nosferatu. But then I started going, okay, now it needs this, now it needs this, now it needs this. And I realized I was taking a long time. And normally by the time I've gone a few days into a build, I'm like, I really should be done by now. I've got a rush. Mm. And then I went, you know what? No. No, no, no. It's Halloween this is going to be special. I can feel it's going to be special. It's it's shaping up good for a change. I'm not going to, I'm going to throw out my build schedule and I'm just going to take my time and do the build. But what, what's the boss going to say? <laughs> that's what, his, what, that's his what problem. The boss? When he finds out, you know, I'll be in trouble. But What about your shareholders? <laughs> Think about the shareholder value. All one of them. Um. Uh, yeah. So I just went, you know what? I'm going to take my time. Now, Part of me was saying I'm going to do it right, but doing it right isn't the right way because I always, I always make sure that it's done well. It's just I'm going to do it, you know, doing it fast or slow. If you do it fast, then you can get it done in fewer labor hours. If you do it slow, you can end up it ends up looking higher quality, mm-hmm. but of course it costs more because the labor hours go up. So you know, it's, it's always unless a, the labor's free. Yeah, guess what? It ain't free. <laughs> so. That's when I want, you know what? I'm not even going to worry about it. I know there's a kind of maximum amount that I feel comfortable charging just because I, you know, my clientele, I try and cater to people who are new, who are just getting into it, who maybe don't have the budget for a really high end puppet, but I want to give them the experience of having that kind of puppet without having to spend, you know, a thousand dollars. Sure. Right. So, so that's my whole agenda with this. So I know there's a kind of ceiling for how much I can charge. And it's like, 
as long as I go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hit that ceiling. And then however many hours I spend on this is just what I'm going to spend on this. I'm going to do this right. So that's what I ended up doing with the Nosferatu. And it ended up, I calculated it out probably between 35 and 40 labor hours. Well, that's a week of work. It is. It is a week. It's a week and a bit for me. Good Lord. So, uh, and, and here it is. You can see it. If you're watching on the live stream or the VOD, you can see the Nosferatu, uh, right here. And it's pretty good. Now, the, the special thing about the Nosferatu other than, other than everything, um, is that there's a lot of 3d printing in this. Um, the one you can't see it on the stream right now cause his hands are down. But, um, the, so of course, as always, the thing about all of these characters is you want to really dial in and focus on the character mm-hmm. more than anything else. And there's Absolutely. always a, a kind of point that I hit where I'm like, I know when I've nailed it because you look at the character and you automatically know something about them, right? You know what they sound like or what their personality is or what their motivation is or just you know something about that character just by looking at them. Yeah. And I realized early on that like with Count Orlock the character comes through as much in the hands as it does in the face. The, yeah, the, the gnarled it's, claws. That was like my very first impression of ever seeing. I remember I was reading, uh, as a kid, I had this like book on, on Dracula, like the history of, of Dracula in the movies. And I was used to the, you know, Christopher Lee and, mm-hmm. and Bela Lugosi style Dracula. And then I turned the page and there's a still of Max Shrek from Nosferatu. I'd never seen it before, and it freaked me out. I was le- like legit frightened, it disturbed me, because mm-hmm. to think of Dracula, who was supposed to be this suave, sophisticated, sexy guy, yeah, and suddenly there's this like rodent-like monster, right? And it's the claws, it's the long. The, the hands are what sells monster. He could yeah. just be disfigured in the face, but these long fingers, the long talons, it yeah. really sells monster. So I did the thing that every puppet builder hates. I focused on the hands. It's an old, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a meme practically now among puppet builders that we all hate making hands. Mm-hmm. Hands are the worst. Um, just because they're very, very labor intensive and they take a long time and they're not particularly easy. And nobody notices them. And, and that's the thing. They, they kind of get lost. But there, Jamie's holding up the – Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole – there's a lot to those. So that's all hand stitching. There are literally three machine-sewn stitches in this entire build. Everything is hand-stitched, uh, including every single damn finger. So what that is – And the knuckles. And the knuckles. The knuckles are special. So – uh, what I ended up doing was actually 3D printing for the knuckle, for the hand part, I 3D printed little domes and then for, yeah, and then also four fingers. Well, cause it's a human character, right? So I got to, I couldn't do my, this is. You had to compromise the, th- I, the, the three I, fingers, including a thumb. Among the, you know, my signature things is like the, the two fingers and a thumb thing. That is both stylistic and because everybody hates doing fingers. So of course I'm going to try and reduce the number of fingers, but I couldn't for this, obviously for the human characters, I can't. So, so you got to go with the, the cartoon style. And, um, so I ended up doing the, the 3d printing for both the, the, the knuckles and the finger joints as well. The knuckles are just little domes and the finger mm-hmm. joints are actually like large size beads with a big hole in the middle that you can put the foam through, but I just inserted, uh, uh, the foam through it. And then I put the fleece over top of it and hand stitched that all up. And of course the claws are all 3d printed. Did you pack more, uh, fleece at the end of the fingers to make them more bulbous? 
Uh, well, that's actually the, just the, sh- the shape of the, oh, the pattern foam. itself. Okay. Yeah, so that was foam. I am also thinking of doing finger caps as well because there's there's another problem with doing hands normally. Now, the normal way that I would do hands, you can I think you can probably drop the hand now. Thank you, Jamie. Um, the uh, the the normal way of doing hands that I usually do for the shop is you basically fold the fabric in half, trace the pattern, and then just run it through the machine, following that pattern, and then you cut it out. Mm-hmm. All right, and then you need. You turn it and you flip it around and you – and so what ends up happening is there's always a seam down the entire arm and then through both of the fingers. That's just the price that you pay for doing it fast. Um, now, the problem with that is when you go to shove the hand insert, which is like just – it's two pieces of, of foam that they're in the right shape with some wire armature in the middle and you glue it together and you have the, the arm rod in it. And you basically just like stuff it in the skin. And the problem with that is – if you don't, if the if you don't have the wire to the very end of the finger, then the top of the finger kind of gets crushed as you're as you're pushing it into the f- uh, the fleece. And so I realized as I was making the Nosferatu that you know one thing I can do to solve that is to just like make little finger caps that go on the end of the finger. It's like three D print little finger caps, and then when you push it in, that finger cap will hit the the wire armature that's inside, and it will retain the shape as you push it into the fleece. So Again, 3D printing solves so many problems. That's so great. Uh, there we go. That's the Nosferatu. Use the tools. Exactly. And that's the, the, the ears are 3D printed. Yes. Like the, the, there are dull joints in there that you can take off that are 3D printed. Now, did you uh, talk to Willem Dafoe on Zoom and, sh- I did not. and get some tips? I would think I should watch that movie again because I've – so we're talking about Shadow of the Vampire? Yes. Is it? Yeah, Shadow of the Vampire. Um, is, uh, I have very good memories of it. I know it was a very that's troubled a great movie. production. But – I was um, a few sheets to the wind when I saw it. Okay, yeah. And I have only a very vague memory of it. No, now, it's, the it's premise fantastic. of the film is fantastic. It's a fable about the filming of Nosferatu that that the premise of which is, what if Max Schreck actually was a vampire? Mm, <laughs> right? Yes. And that's like, and Willem Dafoe plays Max Schreck as Nosferatu. It's it's brilliant. And, um uh, John Malkovich is the is um, the director. Murnau, the director. Yeah, yeah it's just, oh, it's so good. It's, Malkovich and Defoe in a movie I, seems like yeah. later. It's 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 really good. So anyway, there's the Nosferatu. Indies um, Keep says you're welcome for the 3D printer. I mean, Indies Keep, I can't thank you enough. But once again, it's uh, it's been it's been nothing but a boon. So side note, oh, oh. this is this is yeah. kind of a, kind of a big deal. All right, there is a new Nosferatu film coming. Mm. From the director of The Lighthouse and The Witch and The Northman. Okay. So, like, visionary as fuck. Brilliant director. And he's doing Nosferatu coming out next year. All right. So that's going to be bananas. Okay. Willem the Dafoe is in The Lighthouse. Is he going to be in Nosferatu? I doubt it. <laughs> I think that would be a little too on the nose. Mm. But, but yeah, he's Robert Eggers is, is directing it. So it should be pretty, pretty special. So that's kind of it for. Um, so I'm also building a couple of smalls. Um, you you did uh, small outlines last build. Yeah, screen. that was the last build screen. And I was always kind of already kind of checked out by that point because it was my birthday. I mean, you day, you so. you cut out four foam patterns and you started on that's uh, the fabric. That's a, that's a slow day. I mean, you you <laughs> you got most of the work done. Next <laughs> week's gonna be pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Well, next week should only be two smalls, and then I'll be it except for one commission for the Halloween builds, and then I'm gonna move on to the mm-hmm. regular, regular shop. And that's it. Again. No more puppets. Ever again. That's no, it. That's it's done. done. Uh, uh, Scarlet wants to know what the smalls are. So one's going to be a bat, and the other's going to be a goblin. 
I, probably. The, I'm, I haven't exactly settled on the goblin one yet, but probably a goblin. The bat one's going to be adorable. I, I can do. Tell. I, this will be the third bat small I've done. And yeah. So uh, they're all, they always go quick. So. Bats and ghosts, I think, are so easy for smalls. Honestly, well, bats aren't easy. No, I mean, but the, for, are, for making them adorable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The ghosts are the absolute easiest. There's mm. nothing to a ghost. Yeah. So. Crank <laughs> those the out. little the little hands that you do with like the yeah. wisp at the end. I just love. So that'll kind of that's kind of it for for the puppet stuff. Um, so as always, join the Discord. The links are in the show notes. You can buy yep. us. There's a, a Discord. Probably links in the uh, the live stream. And, and Scarlet is spamming links uh, constantly. So yeah, I don't I don't have any work to do. I don't, for I the record, I, I don't know if you've mentioned it specifically, but uh, Nosferatu here is is not going on the shop. Or is um, Nosferatu is going on the shop? Actually. Bidding starts live right now. Bidding I mean, starts you know, maybe. at ten thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, sure. Okay, go ahead. Now, Nosferatu is not listed yet, but Nosferatu will be listed He's, on both the uh, direct shop and the Etsy store. So I wasn't sure if he was a hit up the direct foster shop. fail or if if um, nope. this bad boy's going up. Nope, that's going up. Robert several. Eggers, please contact. I gotta get Kevin. a few. I gotta get a few bucks for my week of work. Willem, so. get, get Willem the phone on. I'm okay. sure he'd buy it. Do you know? I, I'd, I'd, I'd play the guessing game. Can you uh-huh. guess who's going to play uh, Count Orloff in the in the new film? Hmm. It's Bill Skarsgård. Uh, I mean, that's that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. He, he yeah. plays all the Do I know who things. that is? He was um, uh, Pennywise in the new It. Yeah. Um, he's, oh, right. Okay. He's, yeah, one of the, he's a great actor. He's very physical. He's, yeah. he's um, oh, what's the name of the guy who played Abe, Abe Sapien? Oh, uh, uh, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. So, yeah. so he's very. He's like. He's like a more action oriented Doug Jones. Yeah, like gotcha. he's. He's a lot more. He's very physical, yeah. and he seems to be a very good physical actor. And I think that would uh, lend well to Orlock because yeah. like, that's all. That's all Max Shrek had was gestures. Really, mm-hmm. um, should be great. And title cards. Are they yeah. doing it as a silent film? I doubt it, but that would be amazing. I, mean, I don't it, think it, anybody would would front a. He wouldn't. Yeah, nobody would give him. If, if they if they brought back title cards, I would go. <laughs> I would go to a theater to see that. All right. Do we need an actual break, or do we want to? I'm, 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 I'm good. Uh, continue on, but we, okay. we've got to we've got to we've got to supply our audio listeners with the interstitial. All right, audio listeners, we're going to quote unquote take a break, and we will be back with Gizmo Town. The sky above the port was the color of a YouTube video hit with a copyright takedown. Around the rainy streets, people huddled with neon umbrellas and impractical goggles. Here we fight the corporate arcologies and get excited about phones. Welcome to the mean streets of Gizmo Town. Still my favorite intro. It's Shenzhen. Just it's, for the record, Gizmo Town is Shenzhen. Yeah, or uh, or, or Night China. City, Chiba, Chiba, Chiba City, Chiba City Blues. The very yep, first chapter, very first chapter of, of Neuromancer. Uh, I'm going to reread it. I got to reread it. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome to Gizmo Town, where we talk about all the tech stuff. Starting, of course, as always, with the deck nook. Didn't with know there was going to be a deck nook this week, but of course, nook. so Valve provides. Valve wants to keep us in the deck nook. Asking you shall receive. Keep the conversation going. So the lead developer of the Steam Deck project, the the person who maintains the OS and oversees the whole project, uh, went on CNET, and I think there was another uh, interview he did, and he spoke out both interviews saying that 
there will be no hardware refresh for the Steam Deck for it for a, a couple of years. Yeah, that was surprising, honestly. But but they just the, come out right out and say it. That was they're it. keeping an eye on on technology, and if something uh, amazing happens, I guess they will look at that sea change when it happens. But currently, the way things are going, they don't see there being a significant hardware bump to warrant uh, moving the target. Because he says he, they want to provide a hard target for developers to mm. be able to supply mobile They listen to the gamings. podcast. They do. <laughs> you probably do. You've yeah. been saying this sure. uh, for and ages. When, when it first came out, that was the biggest thing that I, that I focused on was the fact that it's a hard target. Um, but uh, he, they've said, you know, like, so by that by that interview, 2025, maybe 2026, yeah. before yeah. there's a Steam and Deck you know, 2. Honestly, it makes a lot of sense. And also, I think they understand that they are in a position to be able to make that choice. Yes, right? absolutely. Because they are like the industry leader for this. They can go, okay, we, we're going to establish the, the base. Right. And, and, then, and then, when it makes sense, move it. I'm a little surprised they're not in retail channels yet. That is a that is kind of odd. I figure because they're they're obviously at the point now where they can make uh, actual good numbers of units and put them on shelves if they really want to, but obviously they're moving product out of their I own mean, warehouse. The, the thing is, most people shop online now. Sure, I mean, yeah, if you're gonna just get it from Amazon anyway, you fucking might as well get it from Valve. Um, and they they said that the the current chipsets that are out are a not very significant bump in speed right. at at a definite cost in battery. Yeah, right. exactly. So, and that's absolutely true. Yeah, and they, they, they so they're, they're really looking for that battery to performance balance. And we've we've talked about that before. How the, it it really is a, a battery game at this absolutely. point. You know, the, they can absolutely make a chip that's faster and more and 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 does more. But it's a matter of how much juice it's going to eat. Yeah. And until battery technology makes a huge leap. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, there's there's you know. a couple uh, a couple of things that are on the horizon battery wise mm-hmm. that are exciting. There's a like a water based um, uh, a battery system that, that basically there's no acids or heavy metals involved, but they don't have any sort of capacity or pipeline for mass production yet mm. so it comes from the 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 pineal gland of a puppy yes <laughs> that's the problem they have to harvest <laughs> it from puppies and people are like oh man we can make them it's just an ethical question yeah you know? exactly we're gonna get um, elon to do it it's, it's actually they, they have to use Neuralink monkeys <laughs> exactly it's, it comes <laughs> every monkey comes the, the moment they back. die they have to harvest the gland immediately <laughs> oh, to get the do you mean it comes power. with the steam deck no it is the steam deck <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah uh, it's warm yeah Jesus and fuzzy. It's, uh, but it's, it's, I'm sorry. Uh, it's I'm actually, sorry you had to be here for this. It's actually a good thing though, that they've, uh, they've at least publicly kind of laid it out now. I, They're not, we can't, we don't, they've we said, don't have to speculate about a theoretical refresh next they've year. They've said a couple times that yeah. they aren't looking at it, but saying a couple of years, like yesterday. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, the comparison, it kind of put some weight on yeah, it. Yeah. The comparison was to the switch two, which is, uh, in the pipeline for next holiday season basically and so it's they're they're basically positioning it that it won't come out until after the switch 2 comes out which right. is a perfectly reasonable mm-hmm. length of time and i mean i haven't seen any hard numbers on how many they've sold but lord knows they're out there i wasn't um, horribly worried about uh, a steam deck refresh it's mm-hmm. just nice to know it's not going to be like you bought it and then a year later the catch now 
is that they keep doing these sales. Mm-hmm. Like they just finished one, I think, where they they have. If you haven't bought a Steam Deck yet, wait for Valve to put them on sale because yeah. they put. It's a, it's this a was deep the, disc. Well, this is the twentieth. Uh, well, I mean, Valve, it was uh, 10, up to twenty percent off. Ten yeah, percent like, off the base model, fifteen the middle, and twenty the top. Yeah, which is you know that's, 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 that's a fair amount. Line, that's in line with what they've done in the the the, the fall sale when yeah. they put it on. So they've they've basically established that they will go on sale if yep. you can wait. So when they go on sale, you grab one, and and it's not well, likely to Steam, go. Though, right? Yeah, like, well, it's, it's not <laughs> it's not likely to have a deep discount anytime soon because they're moving product. People want them and they buy them, and and you can mod them. I mean, if you choose, if you want to make it a more battery draining experience and throw a 1080p OLED screen into mm-hmm. it, you can do that mm-hmm. and, and spend the money. They're they're happy to let you do that. So oh. it's uh it's pretty incredible. In Fucktendo news, Scarlet likes the Wii. Right, well, mm-hmm. the Wii the Wii was fun for what it the was. The Wii can easily be emulated on a Steam Deck. Now the the controllers are a little they're, they're different. You can you can pair um, uh, Switch controllers with it and use that for Wii. Really? Yep. And they they, they even do the uh, the gyro. I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, because the Steam Deck's got a gyro, but it's not. I mean, it's the whole unit. Yeah, exactly. It's not like individual, but you can pair uh, left and right Joy Cons with the Steam Deck and, uh, and do uh, the gyro on hmm. them. Good to know. The balance right. board was a genius move, what Scarlett says. I so. didn't think I had the balance. Oh, wait, maybe I did. That was the thing for Wii Fit, right? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah I did have one. That was a bold move on Nintendo's part, and it was a big success. Didn't, they didn't do anything with it afterwards. That was a little disappointing that they it, uh, kind of abandoned it as a platform. But did not saying they a had to come Tony up. Hawk game use it? No, they had their own skateboard for one of well, those. Well, it was for the PS3 and the Xbox. I wonder mm-hmm. for the Wii if they used the balance board for Maybe. it. Maybe. I don't think no, so. Uh, okay, moving on. Lenovo Legion Go. So I in in looking for content today. Content. I looked it up, and they have officially put a price tag on the on the, uh, the Legion Extreme. Go. So uh, on Best Buy's website, Best Buy Canada. So it didn't. It, it automatically directed there. Um, eight point eight inch, sixteen hundred p touch gaming console, Ryzen Z one Extreme, Z one Extreme. <laughs> uh, 16 gigs of RAM, 512 gig SSD, Windows 11, and Xbox Game Pass. Not sure if that means that it supports it. Probably comes with the sample. Like yeah. uh, and it says exclusive retail partners. So uh, guesses on what the cost is. Oh, I put it on the notes already. It's yeah. 949 <laughs> Canadian dollars Coming for this just model. Just under the grand. Now, that 512, I believe. Was the the low? Well, I think I don't remember if there was a two fifty six mentioned in the in the in the press release no, or not. Five twelve and a, a terabyte for but yeah, sure. So yeah, and I think there, there's even a two. Storage. But so and it does also support the a memory card as well. So it should be very similar in in that respect. And on top of that, uh, they also say on the website that pre orders start on October first. So if you want to if you want to be like Kevin and be an early adopter, October first. I had my taste. Be, I'm good. It doesn't I'm, doesn't yeah. say when they ship, but the pre orders start. On October first, mm-hmm. so will Andrew get one? Maybe your turn. I, yeah, exactly. It's my <laughs> Only turn. if you can guarantee me you'll play it more than the Steam Deck. I promise nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, Andrew, would be, right? that would be uh, something. I do love that eight point eight inch display, though. I mean, like you were the one good thing you were saying about the Rog Ally yeah. was that that beautiful, beautiful screen. It Speaking had. of the Rog Ally, I guess they've started selling the non Z one Extreme yes, version. Yes, I've seen a lot of benchmarking. Five ninety nine USD. So it, it's it's a hundred bucks less for. A, a fair amount less performance. The only 
time it makes sense is emulation most of the time or if you're doing like light indie fare. I, I watched mean, the uh, retro game core video on it and like if you if you really love 30 frames a second uh <laughs> I guess go yeah. for that. I mean it, for $100 it, it doesn't make any sense not going for the Z1 Extreme. I love that his his use case for it though. It's his PC. Yeah, he hooks it up to the external yeah. um he doesn't have card. a computer. He uses his ROG Ally as his main computer, mm-hmm. which is great. I mean it's great that you can do that. And again it, it also has an external graphics card that you can use with it as well so but it's um it's just it's at that price point you're paying you're saving 20 percent is that to and you're and you're crippling yourself for the future it might not cook the sd card the the chip might not get hot enough to cook the sd card (laughs) but it's uh it still seems silly to save to if if you're looking to scrape the ducats together listen it's as we've said save more you can't ducats. guess someone's use case no i know mm-hmm. it, it just seemed it's odd i mean if it was 200 bucks less then i absolutely but the other thing is it, it, it no one's going to use it as a target because there's multiple actual physical processor units yes. in it so yeah. and it's a everyone's, everyone's going to aim at the steam deck saying we want to make sure the steam deck gets 30 yeah and because they can guarantee this across the entire install base of steam deck yeah yeah which is why I think it's smart that, yeah, that Valve is going, this is yeah. it for a while. So. But as I say, like the the Legion Go, it's the same hardware, or the same chip that's that's in there. So I don't yeah. know if, I don't think anything else is different other than the display. But it's really just, again, you're going to be tethered. If you want to play Starfield on it at, yeah. a, at a reasonable frame rate, you're going to plug that thing in and you're going to be... You're not going to have it for walking around. Scarlet wants to know, if, what if they want roast SD card for Christmas? <laughs> I, ha- I say, you're in England. It'll be boiled. We got, yeah. <laughs> It'll be boiled <laughs> uh, SD card. With a mint jelly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she, there are plenty, there's plenty of great recipes online for, for broiled uh, SD card. You don't need yeah. to cook it in a raw no. galley. No, you can do a toaster oven. All right. I don't even know if this next thing is, is even worth talking about, but I put it in the show notes anyway because it's in tech and it was happened this week. And Microsoft and Google are are hell bent on shoving AI into every possible crevice they can find. You got to wonder if it's just what even is it going to do? That's my. Is question. this something that was put in motion a year ago or like several months ago, and it was going to take a while anyway? And now they kind of have to release it. It feels very much like this was in our budgetary projections. Yeah, so like we, just, we have to say something. Google was on the back foot for AI. Uh, and when everyone assumed that they would have had the secret extra special bonus uh, model. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, shit, we got nothing. We got to make Bard. Mm. Um, <laughs> so Make Bard is going to be a colloquialism for something. It's, uh, <laughs> they wanted Bard and they got Bart. It's... It, they've got to. They've got to justify. They've got to go up against everyone else because everyone's trying to cram chat GPT it, it is, and everything. It is just the gold rush thing yeah. now, right? Like, there's no. It, there's no like thought about what is, is this actually going to do. It's just oh, we've got AI, we've got machine learning to do what? What exactly? To boost shareholder value, of it, course. <laughs> you're not wrong. That's probably exactly what it is. They said AI. I'm going to keep investing in Microsoft and or. Google, did you say it was both of them? Or? Yeah, Google yeah. said they're they're shoving AI stuff uh, into YouTube, particularly. Hey, hooray! Yeah, like that's We're not already run by really, algorithm. Really, really happy about that. All the AI stuff is great. What if YouTube could make its own content for you, the that's, viewer? That's kind of what they're doing. That's, 
that's like, yeah. yeah, it's just what if it? So I mean, on the evil I'm, side, I'm weird. it's obviously <laughs> in the in the um, agreements that by uploading anything to YouTube, YouTube can do whatever the fuck they want with yep. it. So if they want to feed every single ounce of of data that we that people push into it every single day and push it into the AI machine, they absolutely oh, can do that. I have a fun related story. Oh Jesus! I didn't even put this in the show notes. So. Um, I, you know, of course my, our, um, Facebook is also on this, on this fever dream mm-hmm. as well. Fever dream is a really good way of describing all the AI stuff. Yeah. Cause it all basically is a fever dream, um, both in, in product and service. But so Facebook wants to do all this AI stuff as well. And they had what appeared to be a form that you could fill out. It was it was it was said on socials as oh this is an opt out thing, right? You have to opt out if you are an artist. Then you have to opt out to not have your art included in their AI training. So this thing. is different from that thing where you could, when like a couple of years ago, where people were posting their status as like I do not authorize the use of blah blah blah. blah yeah, blah, I know it turned out to be not true. Yeah. yeah, it's this this actually existed as as in well, it wasn't a, a button to say I opt out. It was literally a form you had to fill out. Sure, but I went. You know what? Yeah, sure, I'll follow that. So I went to the thing. I filled out the form and. So it doesn't go, okay, you're, you're, you won't be included. It goes, we'll review this and let you know. Okay. So, Your opinion has been noted. So, so it, and I got uh, a few days went by and then I got another email saying, uh, no, actually, no, we're going to, you know, the only thing you are allowed to, to say, do not include is personal information like your name and your address and your phone number. Wow. Anything else you post on Facebook Nah, it's game. It's theirs. It's game. Hey, you yeah. know what else is ingesting large amounts of uh, whatever you put out there and uh, throwing it into AI? Zoom. Zoom yeah. oh, feeds now video streams they, back into their uh, AI. No, no. they. This came up a, a couple months ago, and I thought they backed out of that. They are still pushing stuff back into their... Because uh, that, that was a massive issue at mm-hmm. school. Because they were streaming classes yeah. at, at the pro, for for the master's program, and it suggested Zoom's like, yeah, we can do whatever we want with that. It's just absolutely here's, fucking here's not. A, here's me introducing you to a little concept, all you AI assholes. Consent. Yeah, consent is a thing that exists. Could we have to go over this again? Yeah. No, it's I, not surprising that venture capitalists from fucking Silicon Valley don't wrap their heads around consent. No, I'm can't sorry. Make money off I, consent. I get angry about this. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's you gotta a be time. careful. You gotta be careful. It's so, a time. Yeah. I've I've seen some uh, other artists, particularly in the Fediverse, who are going. You know what? I just I'm not posting anything on you on Facebook anymore, just because it, they they it. have they told us straight up they're going to use this for AI training, and I'm like, I know I don't mm. I. I tried to go down the I'm I'm done with corporate social media stuff and it just bite me bit me in the ass so I kind of have to keep on it but I I'm selling my soul to the devil and I know that and that's the thing is yeah. just knowing it and still going well I have no other choice right that's, well I mean George Martin and a couple of other author, authors are suing OpenAI I think for yeah. for you for scraping their works without mm-hmm. permission and it's great it's good that they're finally Stephen people with Fry money had his uh, reading of the Harry Potter books used as a ai trainer because yeah. yeah. it's a fun tool it's like we're just showing that the tech is possible mr fry don't you love being a part of the future 
Oh, uh, by the way, there, there, there's, a, there's a fun story uh, because the ongoing uh, SAG-AFTRA strike is happening. There was a uh, protest uh, picket line today in front of Paramount Studios of all of the uh, both guild and non-guild puppeteers and including my, my friend and client, Sarah Berman, who brought Millie, a puppet that I built oh my God. to the protest. And there are photographs on Swazzle's uh, uh, Instagram. That's fantastic. That. So there we That's go. amazing. We, we had Operation Puppet representation, representation. at one of the protests. That's Solidarity. Yep. Uh, good on you. Okay. Um, anyway, fuck AI. Fuck, fuck ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck them all. Consent. Let's talk about yeah. consent, shall we? Um, all right. Fuck, fuck the movie studios. Exactly. Um, is that it? Did we die with the Gizmo? That was the very fast yeah. Gizmo Town. I'm. I really. I, I'm really. No sense of getting into the Apple stuff. Apple had their little thing last. I mean, week. well, that, and that's you know. So yeah, uh, as we as we alluded to last time, um, new phones, and I did in fact order a new phone. So it will be here in like a few weeks. Did so you get we'll, the one with the actual worth using USB in it? Oh yeah. Oh because no, I always get. So if I'm gonna get, if I'm gonna spend stupid amounts of money on a phone, I'm spending stupid amounts of money on the best phone. The so, thing yeah. that breaks me is that Lightning as a specification had a hard limit of 480 megabits a second, USB 2, as a spec. So Apple has been building into every one of their own silicon USB 2 as the top end. That's as fast as you can transfer. So if you get one of the, what is it, the 14s? With the USB-C? 15. The 15 with USB-C, but it's not the the super high-end one. The Pro or Pro Max. Um, You get... 480 megabits a second max transfer on USB-C. That's amazing. You have to go to the new chip in the Pro and Max to get the proper 10 gigabits a second transfer. Slight, Slight improvement. Just a tiny bit. It kills me that that's how they drafted the spec was... Yeah, 480. Yeah. It's like the saying 640K of memory is more than anyone will ever need. <laughs> exactly. 20 years after the PC coming out, say that. It's... It was such a weird hobbling of their. It was like port. A, it was like a fuck you to. Are you making us use USB C? Fine, we're going to use the shitty one. How about no, that? No, this is how Lightning is. Yeah. it's not even like we're using shitty USB C. It's we're we're going to apply shitty Lightning limitations to USB C. Yeah, um, they were fighting tooth and nail to keep their shit standard that had crap data transfer built into it. And I don't get it. I don't get why they like. Why, I know why they they did it because it, it makes them billions in cable sales. The yeah, cruelty well, is the yeah, point. They've got warehouses full of those things. But so, yeah. it's it just it's. I thought, oh, they'll they'll go to USB C and all of a sudden they'll be able to trans. No, it's built into the chips at USB two uh, speeds. Incredible. Uh, it's it's like they you know nothing's going to change. Yeah, unless you pay fifteen hundred dollars for your new phone. Well, the whole wow. thing—the only thing that most of the people care about is that they only they only need one charger for a whole bunch. That, of things. No, it's that is, true. That is the thing. But if you're shooting any sort of uh, video on your phone and you don't want to have to transfer well, it off, I guarantee if you're shooting video on your phone, you're getting one of the one of the pro models. More than likely, <laughs> no but no question. It's it's just it's such a ridiculous limitation. Oh no, I agree. I agree. I'm not uh, believe me. I'm not defending Apple. I just you know hmm. we're we're gonna get into it at some point we are i'm I'm gonna state right now we are banning all apple versus android or ios versus android talk on this podcast that is that is a battle that has been lost forever Mm. for years there is no point no one that's ever going to be converted it doesn't matter what points come up those you, you like what you like 
It's all Kool-Aid. It's just different flavors of Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. So you just... You, but the new so, phones aren't exactly a paradigm shift. They're just... No, no. They're just... just they're just... Yeah. Now, I, the reason I went for this one, A, is because it's got USB-C, and B, because I skipped a whole generation, and that yeah. is unusual for me. This phone right here, this is a 13. <gasps> Mine's a 13, too, but it's work. Yeah. Um, so it's fine. It's good. No, don't be that. Margaret's inheriting that. So please, <laughs> please keep it. Um, hand me down. Before we exit Gizmo Town, yeah. Scarlet has a podcast oh. question. Oh, why does turning a computer off and on again make things work? And speaking as someone who has worked in IT for <laughs> decades. Uh-oh. Magic, when right? when magic. you leave a computer on for a long period of time, it keeps all its states in memory, and it slowly uses up the memory. This and, isn't a bit. He's, he's actually giving an answer. computers, when they run out of memory, start writing it to a cache on the hard drive, and hard drive cache is slow as balls. So when you access one of those things that was in memory that got written to the cache, it takes forever to go to the cache, find it, and then bring it back and put it into memory. So the longer your computer is on, the slower it seems to get because more stuff gets pushed into the cache. When you shut a computer down, it writes everything to disk, everything that's been in memory, cleans it out, turns it off, and when you come back on, you are now back with barely anything in RAM. So it starts building everything up and everything's nice and speedy. This is known colloquially as cruft. Um, So any like every uh, help desk call I get, it's have you tried rebooting your computer? Because people that I work with think seven months of uptime on their laptop is a good thing. <laughs> it's a win. It's not Linux. So. Um, so, no, rebooting your computer, writes stuff to hard drive, clears out the RAM, and refreshes everything when it loads. So it, it, that's why it seems like it fixes things. <laughs> also, um, a lot of times, updates get stripped, slipstreamed in while you're running, and it, until you reboot, your computer's in a state where some things are updated, some things aren't, and that's when you, you have problems printing. And you reboot and it works, it's because an update has come down and it breaks printing, which is one of the most frequent mm-hmm. uh, signifiers of an update being applied but not actually fi- finalized. Then when you reboot, it applies the update and then the print, uh, print server comes back online. You, every computer has a local running print server and that's what crashes. If anything, anything ever seems like things are getting pokey on the system, just do a quick reboot. Yeah. Give her a reboot. There we wow! That was actual tech support yep. on Gizmo Town. Well done, thank nice. you, Scarlet, for the question. Yes. Thank you, JD, for the extremely recondite answer. No, no worries. Well done. All right. Well, that will do it for Gizmo Town. We are going to take an actual break as I am out of drink and I need more drink. So we're going to get a quick break. If you're on the live stream, stay tuned because we will actually do the do the screen thing, and uh, we will be back with pixels and tokens. Video games, board games, video games, tabletop role-playing games, video games. And now for Pixels and Tokens, where we talk about all kinds of gaming, but mostly video games. Welcome to Pixels and Tokens, where we talk about gaming. And we do the dance. We do the dance every time. There's a, there is a dance, and those of you who are with us live have now seen the dance. The dance. This 
is also a very special Pixels and Tokens. It is a very special Pixels and Tokens. Um, for the same reason I'm thinking? Yes, I yes. think so. This this will be the wrap-up of our top five. This will be it. It's amazing. I thought that this would take a lot longer to, to go through, but we've we've really churned out. Well, there's only five each. So I mean, a, still. A maximum of 15. We're on eight, episode 18, so... You know, I thought I there'd be... Skipped like I thought there'd one. be like some... some um, overlap you know yeah. we had oh, talked right. about yeah, if yeah. there was overlap that's then. right yeah well kevin's number one is uh, fortnite so oh definitely no question big fortnite player. before we get to that though yes so there's some more speaking of microsoft it leaked yes now as far as we know those leaks have now been partially debunked or at least or minimi- minimized so during the ftc case about Microsoft buying Activision, Microsoft was supposed to supply a bunch of email content for discovery, and they put it in the public bin instead of the four lawyers and judges bin. As you do. Um, So it was a mistake on their part, and it leaked a bunch of year-old gaming plans. Multi-year-old, like um, from the from. I mean, like it, 2020. From at minimum a year old, yeah. and uh, maximum it could be into the uh, 2019s. Um, about you know the 2028 replacement or update to the Series X, uh, the cylindrical refresh in 2024. And they're all digital, right? Yeah, the all digital yeah. cylindrical refresh for the Series X. Um, the uh, possible. Um, purchase of nintendo i i, I don't theoretical purchase. i don't think they, they were wa- they wanted to i don't was, think they were strictly saying purchase nintendo they were just saying nintendo not on their hardware because i think they've been trying to push game pass for nintendo i would for imagine a while. they yeah. very much were at some point trying to convince nintendo look guys just get out of the hardware market just well, just make us games yeah. let's do it let's do this let's make this happen and but, nintendo every time goes no thank you we're good but they mm-hmm. you know i'm sure that that was probably what the internal i mean the switch is to. the best selling console <laughs> like it's it, it by a yeah. wide margin like of course they're not going to get out of that not Are you likely kidding me? but it, but they have to at least ask yeah sega certainly got out of the game True, you know that was, and that that's always been the the benchmark for that. You know, the fact that they convinced Sega to stop making hardware was a, a big reason mm-hmm. why they are where they are. So yeah. you know, with, I think I think the the hardware leaks are probably true, um, yeah. or at least some Phil, version of those are going. Phil gonna Spencer come. sent a memo out um, saying that a lot of this is old, and most of it has has changed radically yeah. okay. since the emails that were submitted. Um, so it's it's a snapshot at a point in time, but it's not where these plans are at now. Because everybody was convinced they were going to have that streaming Xbox by now. Mm-hmm. Like That was should have come out like a year or two ago. But they shelved it and because they, I don't yeah, think they, they were getting uh, what they wanted out of the hardware. Yeah. It wasn't so, where... You know, and this is the same thing. Yeah. Like the, the cylindrical Series S refresh, I don't, I don't I, know I that's don't, real. I don't think or, that's... Again, I'm sure that they were working that internally yep. and said, is this a good idea? Can we make this work? And you know, I don't think anybody was. I think expecting the, that the to be real. two terabyte um, S uh, version they put out was what they ended up deciding right. on yeah, instead yeah. of cylindrical. Sure. Um, there was a new controller as well. Yeah, there was a two tone controller with the twenty twenty eight um, Xbox or the, the the cylindrical Xbox twenty twenty four Xbox. 
um, which it, it's basically a, a Series X controller, but it's got a hard two-tone plastic. Like the, the actual grips are more shiny, and the top is more matte. Um, I'm not sure. So again, not a paradigm shift. Oh, it was supposed to have um, gyroscopics okay. in it. Yeah, that's um, not something that I. So you could aim developers. grenades in uh, Uncharted. Yeah. <laughs> not not a piece of not a technology they were going to start implementing. Yeah. Wrong. But you know, more of a look what we can do mm-hmm. if they even were going to do it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, we'll see. They've it's, said it's it, it's a snapshot of where their team was at uh, years ago, like a, a year to multiple years ago. Uh, but it's this the, what they're working on has been pivoted from there. Yeah. So, but the it good, was it was huge. That was the thing that was the, 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 all of these documents yeah. just kind of went. The good bleh. news is this gave. Lots of content for the creators online and for the for the, uh, the, people the YouTubers who, and people the who speculators bake exactly. Yeah, exactly just a just a cornucopia shock guy of thumbnails as far as the eye can see just you won't believe what Microsoft is planning Phil Spencer wants to kill Doug Bowser <laughs> so yeah, pretty much uh, as well as leaking Microsoft is in all likelihood buying UK regulators have declared provisional approval finally for the acquisition of the. Um, uh, Activision so Blizzard purchase. Something about giving months after the EU said, "Yeah, it's okay with us," and the UK is going. We said, "We said we weren't cool with this, right? We said yeah. we weren't cool with guys, this, um, but streaming, but the streaming. But well, that streaming. was that would seem to be the focus. Is that I guess they're giving the streaming to Ubisoft for some reason. A, a, yeah, a very weird hill for them. The, well, the, the UK was all like, "But you control the streaming," and they're like, "We don't control the content of it. Anyone yeah. can play whatever they want." So I guess like cloud gaming, I assume. Yeah. So they're like, the, all right, fine. If you're in the UK, you can run Ubi Plus and stream content. Yeah, they made some oh, weird, yeah. weird, complicated deal with Ubisoft. And, to, I'm, to, and I'm sure the UK went, thank you. Scarlet was pointing clickbait, posting clickbait in the chat. Oh, no. Kevin did what on the Discord? And a, cl- a link to the Discord. <laughs> Nice. Um, the UK is perfect, Scarlett says. Yeah. Yep. Totally uh, they, fine. They haven't that done anything great. wrong. Um, their current prime minister is a, a fine, upstanding gentleman. Solid, yep. solid Salt leader. Salt of the earth. Um, Supporter of human rights. So it looks like even, even the FTC doesn't really have anything in appeals that are substantial. No, it's, it's happening. Yeah, um, it'll happen. So, I mean... I hope it makes things better for the people at Activision, and that is my upside on it. Um, yeah, purchasing this makes them a monopoly. Yeah, I hope it does not end up with any sort of uh, predatory practices. But if at minimum it gets people at Activision uh, a safer workplace, then I think it's a win. Uh, as a, a side note, I noticed that um, you know my beloved Yakuza franchise, which is now called Like a Dragon, which is actually what it was called in J- Japan. Uh, they have two new titles coming out, and they announced that the uh, Like a Dragon side story, The Man with No Name, uh, is going to be on Game Pass, which is a huge deal. Like wow. a, a full Yakuza game is going to be like day one game, game pass? day one Game Pass. Wow. I don't know if it's available on PlayStation as well, or I think it's just on Xbox because they have. There was a story I was reading about the insane exclusivity issues with that series mm-hmm. because of right. uh, Sony had exclusivity for a yep. very long time with it, and then somehow Like a Dragon became a launch title for Xbox but not on PlayStation in Japan because it was they only it would the deal only involved Japan so the rest of the world it was on one console it was a mess but the so the the one focusing on uh, 
Kiryu is going to be on Game Pass, but the Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which is the direct sequel to the Like a Dragon game, mm-hmm. which is the crazy fun one that everybody really enjoyed, that is not going to be on Game Pass. It's, okay. it's going to be available for purchase on all consoles. But uh, that one looks bananas. They just released uh, an extended gameplay trailer for that, and it looks completely so, unhinged. So I apologize, Kevin. This is in the show notes, but we need to talk about this. All right. What, what is what? Diablo 4. I'm oh. going to go. Oh, oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. We were having problems with Destiny one day, mm-hmm. and Andrew's like, let's fire up Diablo 4. And I'm like, Why? <laughs> like I, I am unlo- that was I'm, that was his actual question. <laughs> I am done the battle pass. Uh-huh. What like uh, uh, getting to one hundred? Did you gets buy you, the battle pass? I ended up buying. Oh, okay. So so but when I, you say you did it, you I, actually I'm got all the stuff. I'm a hundred. I've harvested everything okay. from it. Same. Um, and getting to one hundred, I, I don't get anything from that. Mm. Like there's no well, the cosmetics you got. Oh, you into one hundred? Yeah, yeah. But so the, just the, for the record, just for the listeners, so they have the battle pass, which. Uh, it it has a different uh, speed that you go through it. It's un, it's not linked to your actual account level, your 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 character's level. You tear through the battle pass much quicker than that. So you we both fin- everybody finished the battle pass within mm-hmm. a, like two two or three weeks of the game coming out. Uh, it was it didn't take very long. And and the rewards for the premium battle pass there was a bunch of cosmetics, yeah, the armor and outfits yeah. and emotes and things like that, which I guess continue on. You can bring those into your character moving forward. Yes. But if you didn't, because I didn't bother buying it, and you got nothing permanent, and then even the even the levels like Diablo three, you at least got a pet if or, you completed or cosmetics, wings, right? Something and interesting nothing to chase, yeah, and and something that you could bring into your character moving forward. The, the final tier, yeah. it's a random legendary. And and that's and a, it. Like and a there, title. There's no yeah. no pet. There's no no wings. There's two titles you can give yourself, like a first word and yes. second word, or whatever. Yes, that's that it. Is. That's and the that's, only that's the only thing. Unique thing. Big deal. Um. So there's there's no hook. Yeah. Like Diablo three, the season there was a definite hook. You were trying to build a new set. There were sets. Mm-hmm. There were uh, for me it, at it least augmented the gameplay significantly. That is that is the real uh, crux of the, of it is the sets. The fact that there were like you know a, a multitude of builds that you could work towards. With Diablo four, there's like two or three builds and well, I mean, that's like it, it. And it's a pain in the ass to respec unless you complete the yeah. last named tier and then you get the reset scroll and then you can do one other build and, and that's that, it and that paragon card system is nuts it's it's great for flexibility like you can really build crazy shit True. but it is it is literally billions of gold to reset yeah. one node at a time and it, it's and it's incredibly difficult to follow even if you're just following a build pattern absolutely yeah. it's yeah. extremely complex it's so it's so odd like it 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 had its hooks in me for a few weeks mm-hmm. and yep. then just fell off a cliff just yeah. like nope and I, I did the other i did the same thing i the other day i went Huh, I'm kind of bored of everything I've been doing. Let's look at this. I looked at it. Well, it's this again. <laughs> like, we, we logged in, and I'm just like, I mean, what, what, what do we do? Yeah. Like, where? I I still had a few other things that I could do, but like you said, it was there was no reward for moving forward other than just playing the game. Yeah. And as much as I'd like to believe that that's your reward for playing, it's just not satisfying. The whole the whole thing about Diablo has always been carrot and stick yeah right? and it's always yeah. been really good with the balance of carrot and stick mm-hmm. this is just there isn't there isn't much stick but there's also no carrot yeah. like there's it's just it's, nothing there's and this just, is season one they've got yeah. time I mean, but i hope they pull it out but they really need to look at diablo because diablo 3 
has got a ton more players in it right now, mm-hmm. and it is higher than Diablo 4 on Twitch. It is, by, by a huge margin. And it's crazy that people are actively playing the old game. You which know, is basically in life support season mode. It's just rotating yeah, previous seasons. Yeah, and season uh, there's a new season of Diablo 4 coming soon. Uh, October something. Yeah, October. And, it, and it's a vampire story, and I'm sure it'll be fun. But if it if it's the same amount of story as the, as this one had, be able to tear through the whole thing in in a couple, a couple of days. Weeks, yeah, if that. You know, th- these things had to get planned so far ahead of time. I'll bet you it'll be pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. I, they yeah. need to do a major patch and make it so you can respec mm-hmm. and think of some way of making a set that augments your build in a meaningful way. Yeah. Because right now you're just looking for one legendary that gives you this affix that affects this thing. Mm -hmm. And then you're just trying to find the best version of that. You're not trying to get a full set of this or, um, there was that, um, something of dreams, build where you had no sets yeah you could have like a piece and then you could you could build this build with just random legendaries and no set pieces and get these massive bonuses like there was there was reasons to build and you would make multiple builds in a season yep. depending on what drop even just, and you had the wardrobe where you could switch between builds and, and hadrig's gift which guaranteed you a set <laughs> if you completed some of now, the seasonal the challenges. Is, well, we said this before, but like all of this came after years and years. Diablo and years, Four so. had to get to that point, but the problem is Diablo or sorry, Diablo Three had to get to that point. Yeah, but Diablo Three exists. Yeah, it's not like they said, <laughs> yeah. "Well, that's that's immutable. We can never take any of the concepts from yeah. this." No, game. we got to start yeah. from scratch, boys. Absolutely. This is how she goes. We gotta we gotta start it's fresh. Like, okay, See maybe? this baby in the bathwater? It yeah. all has to oh, go out the window. Go. We gotta start fresh. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, the, the, it's it's very frustrating. It's the very problem odd. with Diablo 4 is that Diablo 3 exists, mm-hmm. and it's provably the better game, regardless of how many years it took to get there. Mm-hmm. It is right now the better and more fun game to play, yep. and that is not good for Blizzard. Yeah, <laughs> and I like this. This I wasn't. I hadn't planned on bringing this up, but when we were trying to to, to get into it yeah, and play it, Destiny was having some serious connectivity. They issues were getting basically, basically, yeah, and that's crazy that somebody was successfully DDoSing a, mm-hmm. a major game. Uh, you know, if you did get in, there was a good chance you were going to get booted. So there's mm-hmm. no reason to start anything at that on that day. I think they've addressed it, but anyway, those are Midwest accents, not Canadian accents. Yeah, <laughs> pretty we're, much, pretty much Fargo. We're, we're from Fargo, Minnesota. Minnesota. Eh? Um, and Diablo They're very similar Diablo okay mid Ontarian and yeah. uh, and Fargo <laughs> get are, some darts and play some Diablo damn ready there's no A um, there's no A in any word Diablo 1 is still good and you can get it on good old games mm-hmm. but it's it will only ever be a single kind of treadmill there was no yeah. real depth I mean you were always looking for the random drops but they, like it, it doesn't have the legs that Diablo three had. Yeah. Diablo three is a game that can you can really the sink. The problem I think with D four was that they 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 got frightened and kind of kowtowed to the toxic fans mm. who just said Diablo two was the best game that's ever been made. Make yep. that again, and they just kind yep. of went, "We'll make that again," mm. and they did. I mean, except now it's an open world well, as a live, live service, service game, game. They got lots of time to fix it. Well, that's theory. it. I, I'm I'm happy to let them try and fix yeah. it, but they do absolutely need like a loot 2.0 moment. They I'm, need yes. like 
They need something. And it's going to take at least six months to implement that. It yeah. was Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis, not John Candy and Rick Moranis. That's correct. No, look what you've do the, done. Do the live podcast team, hey, eh? <laughs> yo, we're going to get little baby mice and put them in the, the oh, Mosin Canadians, no, eh? No, stop. My entire childhood is coming back to me. Uh, oh, I. You know what? You reminded me of something. Since you talked about the life support uh, cycling mm-hmm. uh, seasons, um, as y'all know, and this isn't in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes because somebody can put it in the show notes. Um, remember Marvel's Avengers? Yes. Oh, oh, it's on sale. So it's yeah. on sale because it is being delisted yeah, on got, September 30th. It's gone. If you don't so buy like, it now, yeah. you will never buy. So it's it. on sale for like ninety nine. Yeah, a few bucks. It's I I will, I still maintain it is worth playing, particularly for four bucks. Get it, um, and it is gotta hit them hard, the, hard, hard. They're 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 leaving the game in a, in a pretty decent state. Yes, because like it is all of the special it's running cycling. The multiplayer still works as well. Everything as it ever is going to be given to you. You log in, yep. you get all the cosmetics, yep. all the the possible everything they ever put on the store is available for yep. free. Things. So, so I mean, and it's got a great story. The main story mode is is complete. Literally, for the single four bucks, the just the campaign alone. The is Kamala story worth. is fantastic. Yeah. The Hawkeye story was fantastic. The multiplayer, when it hits, like when when the stars align and everyone can get in the same game, yeah. is quite good. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It's a it's a missed opportunity, but it was still it's still worth, absolutely worth picking up yeah, for, for sure. if you don't if you I don't buy it now you'll never get the chance i just i looked i saw it on my steam list i jumped in the other day i played a mission and i had it's a good on, time it's like, on it my was, steam deck I, it's yeah, uh, i've got it available i have to remember to buy it this week it i don't is, think i actually worth, physically buy it is it, worth so it is worth oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh but that's that's fantastic i'm glad that they're giving pardon me giving it that last shot yeah i mean a lot of there, there was another recent i think it was i don't think it was screenix i can't remember who made it but there, a recent live service game wild hearts i want to say um Basically got shot in the face by by the by the company, and you know it had been out for a, a couple of months, six months, nine months. And yeah. They went, nope, we're done, and that's that game's gone forever now. As soon yeah. as like I'm assuming it's not immediately been deleted, but once once a live service game like that is taken offline, it's gone. Yeah. Like you will never, if you have any nostalgia for playing that game, you will never get the opportunity to play that game Don't again. Don't talk to us about that. We played that Marvel game. <laughs> Look, that's it. Oh, you, know, and Marvel, you can't Marvel even have a shard. You can't even have a shard of, of, of Marvel Heroes I Online. I think people are working on reverse engineering that. So somebody yeah. has. That would be interesting. But I there mean, there have been attempts, but there's yeah. been nothing that's been successful. There's, even, even ignoring the lawyers, the fact that City of Heroes has shards, like you can actually yeah. still play that. So somebody got smuggled out like server code, and yeah. then people have been working. And that's on what it. it takes. Somebody yeah. has to do something illegal for for you to be able to keep if, any of these games alive. If good old what's his name from Diablo, uh, Brevik, Brevik, yes, yeah. David Brevik. Uh, he should just bad, yeah. he should just release uh, one of the versions of the server code to the internet and just let uh, the the community sure. take it and run it. Yeah, we seem to be having connectivity issues. I apologize if you're if you're having. I'm seeing like really big spikes. Spiky spikes might be okay now though. It's gone to green. Indy- so it's just, I apologize. Momentary so. lapse keep says that uh, you've made him cry there with the go. reference to City of Heroes. <laughs> oh, sorry. The, 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 no, there I are mean, plenty was, of you know, there are plenty of private you servers. You can play it. You can actively yeah. go and, I, and play it from scratch. There's lots of YouTube in videos on how to do that. In 2022, I played 
I would say, 15 hours of uh, City of Heroes mm-hmm. on one of these public servers. Yeah, and they're, they're doing, I, based on the videos I was watching, they've done some pretty amazing things on these servers and giving you flexibility that you would have never had Still on the Still the best game. character creator in so, uh, MMORPGs. Yeah, you can do a lot with it. and But that's because, again, somebody had to steal it and somebody had to leak it. So. Yep. Uh, that's what's that's what we're trying to get people to do now for a lot of these titles. We dropped a frame or twenty, I guess they noticed, we but did, we're, we're yeah. we should be good now. Yeah, I think we're back now. Okay, uh, next, Destiny Two exploit. So I got we got to just briefly talk about this. I mean, it, if you if you haven't, I don't think it quite made the news, but in it, in the community, it, it was made the Destiny um, YouTuber news cycle, and yeah. also was referenced in the This Week in Destiny uh, blog. So this is this is a this works even if you don't play Destiny. So basically, somebody at some point in the in the recent past, they figured out an exploit that you could basically create a weapon that had abilities from other classes is what it comes down to. So you could effectively churn an auto rifle into an auto rifle shotgun, which was the most the most effective one, really. So by doing this exploit, which was not easy to do, some some. There's people that spend their lives looking for weird shit in games that Shout break out the, the cheese game. forever. Yeah, well, I don't think he invented. No, it was it was a Chinese Destiny player. The, the, the that did first it. link that, but Cheese Forever was the first person they'll show a workable. Okay, um, like seventy percent of the time you could get it working. Uh, method. So obviously, this is against the game's terms of service. Like you're not, you couldn't let people it's, do this. It's not a bannable offense. And Bungie said, we won't ban you for doing this because this is a in engine exploit. If you were running cheat engine to do this, then it would be a bannable offense. All right. But even so they could have easily gone. They could have rolled back the game. That was, that was one of the warnings, but what's, what's what I'm trying to get to is that they took something that was, it, it broke the game. I'm, let me make this perfectly clear. The, these weapons, Weapons made the game unplayable if you were going against them in in, a, in PvP in, mode, yep. and in PVE mode, it was making it very easy to murder Trivial raid bosses and things like that. So, so it would theoretically give you the ability to get stuff that you shouldn't that you'd have to work a lot harder for. And, um, for- and Destiny said, uh, Bungie went, "All right, here's the thing: we know this exists. We're going to work on getting it out. We we absolutely are working on on deleting it." But in the meantime, have fun. They turned off the reward for uh, the um, uh, the PvP mode that weekend. It was yeah. supposed to be a hand cannon drop. They're like, yeah, you know what? It's all yeah. fucked up. We're not going to give this reward. <laughs> that was the only mode that they did that for because this yep. is a top-tier weapon that's only supposed to be earnable if you're really, really good at the game. And they weren't willing to let you have that for free. Yep. But pretty much everything else they said, just have fun. we're going to turn a blind eye to this. Do your thing, and then we're going to turn it off. So full disclosure, I managed to make uh, three different Frankenstein (laughs) weapons. Mm -hmm. So it involved going on my PC and in the settings limiting it to 30 frames a second. And also, I had to start um, my a big download in the background because network latency played a big uh, part of this. So what you did was you started with your cursor on top of like the the way the crafting interface is. There's multiple tabs, and in one tab there is shotguns. So you'd go down to shotguns and you'd mouse over this gun, and then you click on it, but you also hit the tab button, and then when you tab it automatically puts you to auto rifles in the first tab so you're clicking on shotguns but you tab over to auto rifles no, and the, 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 the click con- continues 
on the auto rifle, and if you do it right, it it thinks you've clicked on a shotgun, but it loads the auto rifle. How did anybody find these, this? This is the kind of shit these people do. These people do this shit for a living. It's it, 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 apparently it's been in the game since. Weapon crafting. This right. was apparently possible since they added it in the game in Witch Queen, yeah, uh, of a, a full year ago. And this is the kind of thing where if you if if you were caught with it, it would have Bungie would have lost their minds. But um, so I was able to make an auto rifle that fired five of the lasers, like it was a shotgun pellet spread, and it also would dump mag in a ridiculous amount of time. So yeah. it just did a ton of damage. And I also did a grenade launcher with the same thing. It would fire a cluster of five grenades, and then when if that hit anything, including a wall, it would vaporize me. I killed myself a ton with it, but mm-hmm. I will also just destroy bosses with it. And it was it was amazing to witness. I mean, the videos of it are, are great. There's lots of videos online of people abusing the hell out of it. But again, it was it made for a very memorable weekend yes. for people to play Destiny. <laughs> like even in the the fact that they let it go in the PvP mode made things insane yes it was basically if you pulled trigger first you won yeah and it was it was unplayable for most people in that respect but it was still it made for a very memorable weekend we got to farm the nightfall and get uh, a couple good rolls on that weapon and i mean if if the same thing had happened in call of duty they just would have shut everything down they would have absolutely taken the whole game off they wouldn't have done anything remotely close to that but destiny has this weird vibe to it where where the creators and the and the and the that and the community are on the same wavelength and they in and bungie was able to go you know what we know we're going to be able to fix this yes the game is broken right now but we're we're going to just say have fun and again this will be spoken of for years from anybody it who was, played this it was very much a, this is our bad as a development yeah. studio we shouldn't have, have shipped yeah. weapon crafting like this uh but y'all found it it's out there now we're going to they band-aided it so it stopped working on Sunday. Yeah, like a Sunday. We, we were playing as they were pushing as updates, they were and they were basically <laughs> kicking you offline so that they would force you to get into the yes. state where you updated and, and, and were, stopped. Right. Would, would do it. But again, and what's great again is that this week's uh, this week in Destiny, uh, they got into the reads about not only what the bug was but how they fixed it as in the in detail yeah like if you are a coder at all or any it, kind it of was a, a post-mortem basically it was amazing i mean i it went right over my head but yeah. if you have any interest at all in coding or in game development there it was just be... a, an amazing experience to be able for them to share that with the world and say here's where we screwed up here's what we're doing to fix it and here's exactly and it's it's probably something that other coders can use in their own there uh, used to be job. a website called game of sutra and they would have mm. uh, development post-mortems on there from mm. the actual teams saying this is what we went through making this game and this is what it was like and it was very much like that where they were really describing yeah. how they they go about fixing something of this magnitude yeah. it was anyway i just wanted to get it out there that if, if you're interested at all in development yeah, you should 100 cool. look into this and look up the bungee uh the bungee weekly blog this week in destiny and you'll find the information about the uh uh, about how they how they fixed this problem and and the fact that they said go nuts it made for an incredibly memorable weekend as oh, opposed that, to yeah. a destiny free weekend which is what any other game would have done is just shut the servers down yeah. until they fixed the problem so yeah. anyway i just wanted to, no, to, have, cool. to get that in there in the right. discussion good to know all right are we ready i'm are ready you, is it are time i have i'm, I'm as ready as i'll ever be <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm all out of drink, therefore it is time at long last. 
Our top five games of all time completes with my number one. Star Wars Galaxies. <laughs> no, I, I fear not. <laughs> I played plenty of that. We, Don't get me wrong. I will say... I, I got killed I'm, by a lizard a lot on, on the yeah. opening area and I stopped playing. <laughs> I'm impressed that we haven't just constantly tried to guess each other's titles because you know i mean we, we'd be here all night i got I, I got everquest and that was the pinnacle yeah yeah that's yeah i i'm since you said Neverwinter last time i'm legitimately have no idea what you're gonna really? say offhand this is, this be, this uh, so it's a game you've discussed many times we have we have talked about this many okay. many times okay um so let's recap shall yes. we um the whole point of the top five list and the reason that we limited it to five was so we would be forced to make difficult choices sure. right we would we would have to cut things um and also the kind of mandate that at least i wanted to bring forward for the top five list was these are not only games that we have enjoyed but that have changed how we feel and how we look at video games it absolutely is, it, in the in a somewhat hackneyed phrase it has opened the possibility space yep. of of what a video game could be now, if you look at my list so far, you'll notice some continuities in mm. there. I like fantasy games. I like open world games, right? Both of those things have a single origin point, and they have a single origin point for all video games, and that is... Pong. <laughs> 1980s oh. Atari title yep. adventure. Interesting. I, I was going to say Champions of Norath. No. Because it's action RPG adventure. and it's D and D. Yeah, yeah. No, but I've I, never played adventure. Well, this is Weak. the thing, dude. You played adventure That's on our yeah. very That's first live stream. I know. I know. <laughs> so let's talk about Atari Adventure because it is. Oh, I I actually got notes for this. I've never had notes for any of these. I got notes for this. Okay, so it has ducks. <laughs> it's got ducks. What are dragons? Um, the dragons have names, and Kevin knows most of the dragon uh, names. Well, okay, I know, I know Grundle. That's, that's the green one, and Grindle, and I can't remember. I can't. What's the Y? Yorgle. Yorgle. There we go. There's, yes. There's, there we got. There we got all the dragons. Yep. Um, they gotta be it. The dragons got names. So okay. Oh boy. There are so many firsts in Atari Adventure, it is kind of hard to wrap your head around. So what you have to do to understand the impact of Adventure is to kind of look at what video games were before Adventure. Because literally it changed absolutely everything about video games. So the, the very first thing it changed was the fact that it broke out of it being a single screen. Yes. So almost all... All video games up until that point had used kind of a board game model in that the screen was the board. Pac-Man, right? Pong, Think about all the other video games invaders, that were around the time. Everything, breakout. You may have had multiple levels, but yes. they all took place on a single board. Self-contained on a single screen. Adventure was the very, very first graphical game that went, you can go, you start out in a place, you can go to another place, and then you can come back to that place. Very first time graphically that was ever done. Now, it was developed by a gentleman named Warren Robinette. Mm -hmm. And Warren Robinette was a very early programmer who had worked with some people, I think it was at MIT. There was a, there was a, a computer lab at MIT. And he played a game programmed by a friend of his that was at the time called Adventure that has come to be known since as Colossal Cave Adventure. One of... Hey, Scarlett's got the links to the Frankie Play 
There we go. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Scarlett. I was hoping you would you would drag that up. Um, uh, Colossal Cave Adventure, one of the precursors of Zork. Yes, it FYI. was the very first uh, parsed text adventure. Yep. And I think a lot of the, I think either people that ended up going to Infocom worked on it or were inspired by it. I think both. Yeah. I think some of the people that worked on Colossal Cave Adventure went to inter- Infocom. So Warren Robinett played a very early uh, edition of Colossal Cave Adventure, and he absolutely, it was one of those, you know, galaxy brain moments where really opened his eyes. And he went, I want to make a graphical interpretation of this so he went he was working at atari at the mm-hmm. time and he went and he made this game now this was the thing it was literally an open world this is the very first time in video games that you could have a, a world that spanned several screens that you could start in place go to another place come back to that first place so that was the very first thing now when you think about just that alone Every single open world game that exists today has its bones in adventure. Like there, you do not have any of that without this. This is literally the moment where that starts. The world state persists between deaths too, doesn't it? Like if you move the yep. bridge when you die, the bridge will be in a new spot. Or if the bat got the bridge. So oh, there's <laughs> there's so much to go over. Okay, so there was the first one, the first graphical open world game. Period. Yep. Of all. Um, it was the first console fantasy game, mm-hmm. period, of all. It was the first console action adventure game, and this is literally why we call the adventure game genre the adventure game genre. It's not named because it's uh, we're going on an adventure. It's named, named because it's after like adventure. adventure. Yep. Like, that's why it's called that. That's how uh, impactful this game was. Um, and it was also the very first game to ever use Fog of War. When you go into those mazes... In yeah. adventure, you've got the fog of war. You've you got this like it's a little sphere around, around you. you. Yeah. You can't, and that no other graphical game had done that before. So many firsts. It was the first about, game with an AI asshole with the bat, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. The world state persists between. It was the first game with an actual respawn. Yep, where you could go. Okay, I've died because the dragon ate me. A duck ate me. Yeah, the duck. The dragons looked like ducks. Okay, the, mm-hmm. the, the, and even Warren acknowledged. That the and they will, like they ducks. will lock onto you across screens. And this is, it had so it had multiple difficulty levels, and one of the difficulty levels was how fast the dragons attack. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so sometimes you could get away from the dragons, and other times you couldn't. And there were three dragons, and they had three different levels of difficulty. Mm-hmm. And and some you were could slow, kill them, some were fat, and you could kill them. That's what the sword was for. So there were also several. You could um, equip things. There were several objects in the game. So th- this is the this is one of the remarkable things. So the Atari Video Computer System, as it was originally called, VCS, later known as the twenty six hundred, um, had four K mm-hmm. for this for the system. And 128 bytes yep. for program variables, period. That's it. It just seems impossible. Into that, Warren Robinette crammed a total of 30 rooms and three keys, three dragons, the chalice, the bridge, the magnet, the sword, and the bat, which were all movable sprites. The bat and the dragons have AI they have a behavior. Mm-hmm. Un-fucking believable. For that, 4K and 128 bytes of variables. Like, unbelievable. The best was when the ma- bat got the magnet and then the magnet started pulling the sword away. So, funny story. The magnet existed because it would be possible 
to embed an object in a, in a wall, wall that yep. you could not then retrieve. So the magnet, he put the magnet in, and what the magnet does is it will attract any other object. So he put the magnet in there as a kind of fail-safe in case a player does accidentally embed something in a wall. That but you could, the bat can pick up any object you yeah. can pick up, and if it grabs the magnet, it can drag things all over the place. So I, I nominate the bat in Adventure for There are some video game characters that will go down in Legend as the most annoying video game characters mm-hmm. of all time. There's the sun and was the Super Mario Sunshine, I yes. think it is. There is the dog in Duck Hunt, yep. famously. Hey, no, listen. No, no. They got nothing. They got nothing on the bat the from bat. Adventure. The bat is an asshole. The bat is an agent of chaos. And I would ask you to go bowling. Technically, the adventure was a roguelike before rogue existed kind of yeah i mean the state the world state doesn't reset no but you 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 have to play across multiple deaths you're right so what happens is if you die and you choose to respawn so if a dragon gets you and you choose to respawn um all of the objects stay where they were yeah but the dragons respond. They, they, Does this sound like a mechanic you've heard before? And Dark Souls. Yeah. Hello. It was. It was a. So it was a roguelike pioneering. before rogue existed. So they, technically, they should be adventure likes. Yeah. No. It just un, now, unbelievable number of firsts. A lot of this. A lot of the content had to be in the manual. Right. So the story was written after the fact. He came up with the game first, and then he gave it to a writer, and the writer kind of came up with names really? and a backstory. And yeah, yeah that's, that was pretty much part for the course. Now, yeah. there's a whole other thing here, because there is one more first, of course, in Adventure, and a lot of people know I'm, about I'm this. I'm pretty sure I know what it is. It is the very first Easter, Easter egg, egg. Yep. ever in a video game. Yeah, that came up a couple of years and ago. And this is a really good story. So, Warren Robinette was kind of sick and tired of the model of how game development worked. Well, game development was a person that would then submit a game to a bigger company to publish because yeah. it had to be on a cartridge. And so when you saw E.T. or you saw Pac-Man or you saw Adventure, it wasn't usually a large team of people. It was usually one or two people working on that it game. It would be very rare for more than one person to work on a game. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't, you never, got, your name didn't get involved. It was always just the company. That the publisher, this was the publisher's game. This wasn't, you didn't, had no, you had no royalties, it, you had no name. Say, had it nothing. wasn't like Sid Meier's uh, yeah. Civilization. It was Adventure by EA. To know who, who made your video game would be like a weird concept at the time, right? And uh, so Adventure hit, and it hit big. Like, it sold a million cartridges. Unbelievable. Like, Atari made bank before um, the video game dropout. Yeah, this was this was huge. I mean, the whole video game crash thing, people blame it on E.T. It, it didn't really happen because of E.T. E. It was, was they were the trending thing. towards it, but E.T. Yeah. E. was the, the e. very was, visible failure. E.T. was their bet to yeah. try and get out of it, and it failed. That's what yep. that was. But anyway, um, but you know, Atari was gigantic. Like we, we we think of it now as like there were there are competing giants. There were no other there was no other company. Atari was it. Atari owned all video games. Like yep. it was just it, Nintendo didn't exist yet. Like it was well, Nintendo existed, but they weren't doing video games yet. Playing um, cards, playing cards, and the love hotels. Yes. Interestingly enough. Anyway, did you know that, kids? Um, 
But Atari was just this absolute monster juggernaut and making money hand over fist. And there was EA and Activision and places like that that made software for it. But there was also but the Atari not, first party titles. Not until later. Yeah. So this is the thing. It's the Here's another fun story from all this. Because of the way that people were treated... Uh, in just game development in general, particularly at Atari, uh, people, there were a whole bunch of programmers who just basically went, well, fuck this. We're going to do our own thing. Yeah. And made a company called Activision. Yeah. And they made Pitfall. And that was the very first Activision the game. The fact that they wouldn't even put your name. I, I'm looking at the manual for the game the, that yep. had eight pages in it. You would think the dude who made the game would nope. have been mentioned in nope. passing somewhere in this eight pages. Nope. So I, Warren Robinet himself tells a story. I've watched him tell the story. It's really good. It's worth mm. looking up on YouTube. Um, so so Warren Robinet uh, got commissioned to make the game. He worked for a year. He made the game. He handed in the source code and quit. Walked away. And what they didn't know was that he left them a little present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... In the game, there is a very special room in the Black Cave, or the Black uh, Castle, Castle, where if you go into a very specific Fog of War maze, you can find a single pixel object embedded in a wall. Now, because of the memory limitations of the Atari, uh, one of the ways he got around um, being able to have multiple sprites on screens, multiple moving objects on screen was and I'm sorry to say if you have photosensitivity you probably don't want to try and play adventure because a lot of things start flashing so one of the things one of the ways you can get around the memory limitations is he would display an object on the screen in alternate frames yeah so you would show this object in one frame and this object in the other frame and this object in one frame and this object in another frame and because of that at you know 30 frames per second they would flash right um so the more objects you had on screen, the more things would flash because it had to use up more memory to draw the things in alternate frames. And he used this as a kind of exploit. He made a single pixel object that you could take into a very specific room at a very specific wall. And it's literally just a line that's a wall. And if you brought two other objects into that room, the wall would basically become permeable. It would just it would flash so fast that it, you could pass through it, and if you did that and you passed through it, and you and you, you had to do it by bringing the single pixel. And it was, I don't know why that tickles me so much, but the fact that it's literally a single pixel, the object that you have to carry all the way through and get it to this room with two other objects, doesn't matter what the other objects are, and you can pass through the wall, and then you enter a room, and in the room are the words created by Warren Robinette, and they did not find it until the cartridges got printed and went out. Mm. So how would you even find it? Somebody did. And there's there's a great collection called the Atari 50th Anniversary Collection um, by Digital Eclipse. Uh, you can get it on multiple platforms. I really recommend doing it, even if you're not going to play the games. It is literally a museum, an archival museum. Same people who are doing that Karataka. Yeah. Thing so unbelievably good uh and they have interviews with people who were there and like you know a lot of people have passed away and a lot of these the older generation are starting to leave us now and so they've got as many people as they could to tell the story of how all these things were developed it is a time capsule that is unbelievably valuable it is so worth getting anyway 
uh, and they've got Warren Robinette on it talking about it. Um, and there was like literally like a kid wrote a letter saying, um, I found this thing. And they couldn't believe it. They went hunting for it and they eventually, and it became this like urban legend of this thing that was an adventure. And eventually people started figuring out exactly how you go about getting it. And it became this like community knowledge. I mean, no internet back then. So it just kind of disseminated through magazines and letters and, and fan clubs and just this knowledge of this weird thing that you could do an adventure. And, and it just became this like folk legend of, of this thing. And, and, and it's there. And the best thing of all is the quote from, from Warren Robinette that was uh, in this, this uh, collection, the 50th anniversary, where he said they could keep my name off the box, but they couldn't keep my name off the screen. Yeah. Mm, ah, beautiful. So anyway. There were uh, several VCSs at the uh, Retro Computer Show this weekend. Excellent. Good yeah. to know. So now, you had the game uh, for the Atari. I had it. I had it for the original Atari video computer system. I didn't even. I didn't hear the the words twenty six hundred until much much later. Mm-hmm. For me, it was always just the Atari. Um, so yeah, and I I got that thing home, and it was literally just looking at the box was something like, oh, hang on, this is something's different. Early here, right? video game box art promised things that couldn't yeah. possibly be inside Commodore sixty four box art, especially. Like Breakout had this guy in a spacesuit looking intense, <laughs> and there were blocks behind him. And I'm like, my God, what is this? Oh, it's I'm a paddle. I'm a paddle, and there's yeah. a ball. Oh, I, I used to love that. Um, but yeah, so so I took the thing home, plugged it in, and it was like this fundamentally changed the way I saw what a video game could be. Like, it wasn't a single screen anymore. There was literally an entire world out yeah. there you could go and explore. Um, and, and that was the thing. Like, there was no, no such thing as exploration in a video and, game before And the this, item right? spawn points are random, right? So it depends on which difficulty you're on. But if like, you're on the, on the easiest... On, they're always in the, in the second, same places. They're always in the same places. But in the third, the they're, highest difficulty, they randomize every time. Which is amazing. Like it, yeah. It's a game that has replayability in it. And that's that's kind of the, the final point I want to come to is, like, when you go back and you play particularly the early atari games mm-hmm. as we know because on the very first operation puppet live stream we played adventure and several other atari games and i will say that like most of them do not hold up there is very little fun there's very little comprehension <laughs> in, in any of them yeah i would say that adventure you can still have fun and i did, a, I did a frankie play stream a while ago a couple of years ago where I played adventure and it's, it is genuine. I played it today to get ready for this. And there is still like, you can still have fun with adventure. You can still uh, find there's because of the randomness because of the bat, literally the bat, although hated brings the fun because like you're fighting, you're fighting this agent of chaos the entire time. The best is you're, you're fighting a dragon and the bat goes by dragging a bridge. You're like, I need that. (laughs) I th- but it could also work to your advantage. Yes. Like sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I can't fight this thing. The bat flies by with the sword and yeah. kills the dragon. Yes, as yes. it's flying by. That's it's the like, great thing oh. is the sword is indiscriminate. If the sword touches a dragon uh, with the point, I believe um, it will kill the dragon. So that the bat can actually fly by and kill the dragon with the sword. Yeah. It's, so assuming it's that it was thirty dollars when it came out, 
Uh, that would have been one hundred and eleven dollars today. See what we tell what we say when we say that video games are not actually overpriced, kids. Mm-hmm. This is what we mean. They're this getting is, back to where they're supposed to be. Basically, ninety dollars for AAA. Um, but yeah, so there we go. So there's there's a couple collections out there. There's the physical uh, Atari box that's yep. got a bunch of games built into it. There are Atari packs that will have this in it. Still have the cartridge? I do not still have the cartridge. No, oh. um, but I you know I own it on several, several oh, collections. Yeah, but um, you can there's an online version. You can play it in a web browser now. Like, did you, you make a bad decision in your teens? I have no idea what happened. It's just original. gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's a mist of, of amnesia. Our twenty six hundred like. cooks. Someone left it on inside the <laughs> c- uh, cupboard it was kept in, and it cooked itself. Well, there's not a, not a ton inside of ECS. No. And the video Lovely segment. wood grain finish, though. Yes. Mm. The, the video segment <laughs> is especially prone to dying. Yeah. Although they're not horrible to fix, the custom chip is uh, is getting to be hen's teeth. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's definitely getting getting up there. Um, they're hard to get in a... The, getting one of these little uh, boxes that have the games built into it is by far the best way to play it. Yeah. Because the VCS outputting onto anything modern, it always looks like garbage. Yeah, I will say, um, for some of the... You can get these, like, you know, you can buy, like, a joystick that's got, you know, yeah. like, you know, 25. A lot of those, they actually have a, a different version of the original code in it where they actually stripped out the text for just, the... Just to, be an, just to yeah. be an asshole. Just to be an asshole. Uh, don't get those. Get get the. I'm happy to say the the 50th anniversary uh, edition one does have the original yeah. uh, Easter egg in it. So. Um, yeah, you can get it all kind of over the place. Like you say, you can play in a browser. There yeah. there are ROMs. There are whole 2600 emulators. You have to remember. It was 1980 80, when 80, this zero. came out. It was, it was started to be developed in 78. If you're, I'm saying if you're playing it today. Yeah. The Atari, just put yourself in that headspace. The Atari emulator is called Vice, I believe. Vice no, is Vice is 64. It's Stella. Stella is Stella. the... Uh, uh, Atari twenty six hundred emulator, and you know that's the thing. Like we we tried to play with a Yars Revenge, remember? Yeah. And that was just a baffling. Like, we didn't oh, know yeah. what was going on. Like, most what, most you know. Atari games. That was Even, a lot of them. I'll be honest. When I if I did try to play adventure when I was a kid, I immediately quit. Yeah. I if 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 I did even try to play it, I immediately said. I don't know what's happening here. I didn't have a manual, probably. I would have just bought the cartridge loose at a yard sale or something, and I just went, nope, and just went back to the ColecoVision. What's, that, what's the name of the guy who, um, um, oh gosh, uh, Brutal Legend. Oh, Tim Schafer. Tim Schafer is on the the the, uh, the 50th anniversary. Talking about adventure, and he says exactly that. He was like, I didn't read the manual. I just plugged the thing in and went. And the thing is, he loved that. Yeah, he, he loved the it. fact that he was like, he I have no idea what's going on. I immediately on. checked it. Like, I'm baffled. I have no um, idea. With, uh, nope, it's gone. Okay. Um, no, adventure's <laughs> a, adventure is... Like where games really start. This, now, is, this is the thing. Like we 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 cannot appreciate just the amount of of innovation that was in adventure. Like yeah. because because literally everything we play is like that. Now, but it took right? it took a whole generation before anybody else even tried to do something like that. Now, yeah. having said that, what I was just trying to remember. I, I I think it was Activision. Somebody else did a similar game on the, on the twenty six hundred, which was a lot more uh, advanced. Yeah, and they tried to make a, a a contest out of it. Do you remember this? Sword Quest. Sword Quest. Sword Quest. Yes. I can tell you about Sword Quest. Yes. Um. So Sword Quest is actually related to adventure. Yes. So there was there was 
they were talking about a sequel to Adventure that never actually happened. It did subsequently get written in a kind of fan way and got released by like an Atari fan club, and that I became think Adventure Two. There were actual cartridges manufactured for were, the first two. No, no, no. Fire so, and something. That was for that Sword was Quest. So there were three. Yeah, I know, but the first yeah. two got made. The first and then two one got made. The the third one did not get made, but there were it was design specs for yeah. it. I, I I don't know if you know this, but in the Atari 50th anniversary collection, they they, have they it. finished it. Yeah, oh, they really? actually yeah. completed Sword Quest. I guess you're supposed to be able to win win a, a crown worth a thousand nineteen eighty dollars or something like that. But it was and that was part of the appeal of it was they they tried to make a real world element to play yeah. to finishing the game. So you had to prove that you had finished it, like take a picture of the screen kind of thing. Yeah, you know, in 1982 or 83 at this point. But that that was one of the only titles. I remember building off of yeah. adventure yeah. and trying to be a little more graphically intensive. Yeah. I mean, the, it definitely looked better, the, but the sword quest series was, was built on the adventure code yes. and it was 2600. Yeah. 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 I think it was Atari. It was. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. Was, Atari, it was their internal. So it, was, it was literally the code from adventure that they, okay. They so it made. definitely yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, it is oh, in the yeah. lineage of yeah. adventure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there we go. That's, that's it. That's and it. I mean, I can't, there has been no moment in my playing of video games that has fundamentally changed what I knew and could perceive of video games as being mm. more than the first time I played adventure. And I realized, Oh my God, this is an entire world. Mm. And more than that. And this is something that persists today that the characters and the things that are happening on the screen had a life beyond me. Right. Like, Literally, and this was another first for video games, the bat and the dragons, they move around and do stuff mm-hmm. even when you're not looking. Like You, you can come you across can, a dead dragon if yeah. the bat kills it with a sword off screen. And and just that, the sense of a living world yeah. that was out there that, that I wasn't necessarily, wasn't there scripted for me. That was a really uh, unique feeling, and, and was, I still have that today. That's one of the reasons yeah. I play MMOs is because I know that the world is out there and it's living. It's persistent. Exactly. Uh, so, so many firsts, mm. so many unbelievably revolutionary ideas that trickle did, down even today. So, Did we step on any on our numbers at all? No, no I one know. had it. We have overlaps. 15 titles in yeah. our top five games. No Nobody, that's crazy. All. I thought for sure we'd have that's one. That's great. That's, I, that's, that's perfect. That's, that's great. That's, that's I, I thought for sure one of us would have Doom. Yeah. Doom was a nice kicking you, game. You had, you had a Quake, right? You I had, had, well, I had Quake because it was the yeah. first first person shoot I can actually play without getting a, yeah. a, a mind bending headache. No, I mean, for the moments, like, I, I mean, I can't, I think I mentioned it during the Quake one where, like, when you walk into that, like, oh, there's the key card. When you walk in Doom, you walk up and there's a key card at the end of the hallway. And you're like, doot, 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 and you grab the key card, and, and the lights the, go out, yeah. and all the, <laughs> the walls. doors open. And yeah. if, if you're playing the game in stereo, you heard coming yeah. from both sides, and you shit your pants um, <laughs> the first time. <laughs> Uh, Scarlet says we should mention how great Minecraft is or Shadowed Scarlet. Well, both. Uh, I, I, I guess Minecraft, I've only played Minecraft minorly. So I, 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 I play Minecraft, but not like other people do. I, I choose interesting looking mountains and I turn them into glass. Okay, well, that's it's, very, it's, it's my it's my zen. Strangely demiurgic, but you know. <laughs> I, I have to set up a whole glass processing system. I have an actual uh, machine that makes glass and puts it in a chest. And then I go by and I remove 
one cube of the, the, the outside. I hollow out as much of the mountain as I can. I take one cube of the outside and I replace it with a block of glass and I just keep doing this. <laughs> and I follow, I try to keep the lakes that appear on it. I try to keep everything I can on it. And in the end, you have these really surreal looking hollow glass, glass mountains. mountains. All right. Glass um, mountains is a prog rock album. Built, <laughs> built in the fractal design of the game engine. Um, nice. And it's it, that's my my zen is is going through in glassing mountains. Okay, Fair enough. cool. Yeah. So the, I guess the question is, what do we do now that our top five? Well, are you over? had mentioned that um, we should talk about maybe games that didn't make the list that affected us, but you know maybe aren't in a numerical list, like yeah. just games that are important, formative, to formative us. games, so, or even games that you know you you think like you like. But it's not something you would, uh, you know, say like, oh, this is in the top 100 of favorite yeah. games. And So I think that's the whole thing. One of the things that I've always wanted to do with this podcast is like at least throw in positive stuff. Because so yeah. many so many of the of the gamer podcasts are like, I'm angry about this. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sure we get angry about stuff. But I also want to make uh, make part of this at least a celebration of, of all of these things. So we're just going to talk about a game that we love. That's, I think, it. And we're going to keep the same order because uh, we've already got an order, so we might as well keep it. And it doesn't. there's no ranking from here on out. It's just like pick a game that you really like and let's talk about it. That's that's going to be it. If we, if we have the space in a podcast, we take it. And if not, we push it to another week. There you go. Um, I think that's good. So Andrew, start thinking about a game that you like that, you know. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, um, oh and, and, and Scarlett says when they're on the pod, we can ask them what their favorite games Actually, are. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, that's that's another thing that's coming up. We're, yeah. We will have guests at some point. I promise you. It's in the works. There's just, there are things. There are so many I things. I mean, there's a certain um, puppeteer or puppet maker you should be feuding with that we should have on the podcast. You know. Uh, we absolutely will. I don't know. Tom is Tom. Tom said he may drop by. I don't know if he's. I don't know. I haven't not. seen him come through the um, the chat. I saw Andre did, and I didn't get to shout him out because we were talking about something. But uh, sorry, Andre. I don't um, know if you're still around. I hope um, they're still around. They posted something in the uh, the Discord. I think uh, I didn't get the shout. You guys are much uglier up. than I expected. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, look at me. Come yeah, on. Except for Dapper Dan. I'm wearing a tie. Here. Come on. Dapper freaking Dan over here. Right. Anyway, I think that will do it for us. This was relatively efficient. She's tight. I, we did good. So are we gonna are we gonna run the outro and then uh, chat with the chat for I a little think bit? We'll, we'll probably do that. Okay. So. Thank you for listening. As always, shout out Scarlet. Thanks for everybody who has been here on the very first and probably not last live. Shout out to Indies Keep. Shout out Indies Keep. Shout out Scarlet. Shout out everybody who's been here in the chat. And uh, I guess your finger on the button. Yep. Okay. We will catch you next time. You have been listening to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast. Visit www.operationpuppet.com for all our links, tell your friends, give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts, and join us again because nothing is more entertaining than aging nerds giving their opinions on the internet.